Is Christopher Nolan's Tenet any good? I don't think so. Christopher Nolan makes films that make me excited to go to the cinema. He's a filmmaker whose films I enjoy, and I really, really enjoyed Tenet. So the first thing is I enjoyed it. It was a big, spectacular, well-made movie. I don't think that Christopher Nolan is ever going to allow himself to relax and rest on his laurels. I just didn't understand what was going on. There was too much things happening. Because that film fucking sucked. Um, it's probably the first film in a long time where I wanted to walk it. We literally nearly walked out of, I think. Welcome to the 2325 Film Cast. You're here with me, Riyad Ali, and my buddy, Daniel Gibbons. Wee. Now, just so you know, when you see me uh, direct films, by the way, my name will be Daniel Friedloss. 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 How are we spelling that? F-R-I-E-D-L-O-S. Ooh. I'm just letting you guys know so that if you see some guy called Daniel Friedloss directing the films we're doing, that's me. It's and not some guy who's just Why are you doing that, maybe ask? Because I hate the name Gibbons. Fair enough. And that's, that's all I can say about it. There's nothing else to say. I just don't like it. Oh. Surely you could agree. Yeah. Do you agree? It's not a very good name. Um, Gibbons. I don't mind. It's your name. No offense to own... anybody out there called Gibbons who likes their surname. I just don't like it for myself. I don't mind it. Own your name, as I say. Well, as I'd I rather say, be Daniel Ali, if I'm honest. Daniel Ali. Yeah. Can I? Can I? Can I have that name? Can I take your surname? Uh, you could be Riyad Gibbons. Yeah, but Riyad Ali. Ali is my actual middle name. Riyad Ali Ali. Really, Ali, that's your actual name. Oh, that's a good stage <laughs> name. Um, um, so, Dan, this is the 2325 film cast. We're, we're back and we haven't done one for a while. And why is mm. that? Uh, we have been personally quite busy uh, as both of us, um, both of us mm -hmm. um, working together, but also working separately as well. Yes, we uh, Daniel... Oh, wait, what? Excuse me. What? <laughs> Didn't know about this. We'll get to I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so what, so, what have you been doing? Because you've been doing something um, very like towards, you know, your sort of industry in acting yes, yeah uh, have, so basically um i've been doing uh well i for a week i was doing an online intake course with the national youth theater mm. to become one of their members and mm. i am a member now which is great that's brilliant yeah. um and now what does that mean now that you're a member? so it just means that i can meet up with uh, all these other members uh mm. i can do projects with them if they want to or I can do workshops with people in the industry, you know, I can do, mm -hmm. you know, all sorts of opportunities. And, um, yeah, That's I, great. to be fair, right. I, I, I That's you know, very, very good. I, yeah, and the I, training you said was quite interesting. It was quite interesting because, um, usually every year, um, without COVID, they would do it through like a week when you're in a workshop together or you're doing it in a, in a, in a, in a studio together, but we had to, mm -hmm. do, we had to do it over zoom and zoom is very bizarre. Um, but, you know, it seemed to work. It must have felt quite surreal. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah. I met some great people on there. And Are you still in touch with them? Yeah, I have them on social media, so hopefully, like, we'll <clears> get <throat> back in touch with them and stuff. Um, oh, good. That's and good. maybe make some more stuff. And yeah, and then yeah, other other stuff, just been catching up with life. Uh, I bought a car. So yes, you did buy that, a car. That, that's that's going to make my life a bit oh. easier now. Um, Sorry, I'm so I'm so <laughs> glad. No, no, no. I mean, I, I've I've loved uh, taking us places, obviously, but it's just it's just good that um, when we do filming, especially, it'll be mm. good for us to both like be able to take some you know 
equipment with each other equipment and, and yeah yes. you have to be the director and the driver mm, the director and the what are they called in the film someone who drives things well, and well, i'm dan i drive the van <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah it's it's good and what's your what is your car actually it's a renault clio um, no, it wasn't what I was. I thought it was a Volvo because I kept saying it was a Volvo. <laughs> I kept telling everyone it was a Volvo, and I just thought. And my mum was just like, "Dan will have this wrong," and I'm, I did get it. Wrong. I'm 24, not 44. <laughs> What's wrong with a Volvo? <laughs> I've, I've seen people a, drive it, Volvos. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, but Volvos are. I wouldn't drive one. <laughs> so Volvos are them. very. Uh, they're for sophisticated people who yeah. don't like to take risks, and you know. Ouch. <laughs> oh, no, poor, anyone who drives a Volvo, we're sorry. I mean, I, 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 I actually. Um, I mean, you have a saw, Yaris, so. Yeah, I like it. I like my Yaris. It's a, it's a good Yaris. It's a good Yaris. It made a very good film prop a few days ago, which, which is what I've been doing. Yes. I've been working on my dissertation project for university. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a film. Starring. The, the guy sitting opposite me, yeah. Riyadh. Ali! Oh, hey. Wait, am I starring on my and credit? No, you're a starring. Ooh. Well, 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 well. I was wondering about an, an and because obviously you're like the. I'm you're, like, a, you're a 23, 25 key people. So, of course, I was wondering, <laughs> should I have an and? But, but, but you are essentially the second sort of main character in it. I'm not going to say anything about the film on here because I'm going to I'm gonna put it on. Don't be too excited. But, but I'm going to put it on YouTube. But it's mostly starring. It's mostly starring a good friend of mine, Dante Alexander, who you might... We've, we've mentioned before, haven't we, on the podcast? I don't know if you have, actually. We have, but he's a big listener and he's a big fan of the, of the he podcast. He's a big listener. So. He's, yeah, he's a big listener. And he's also, um, if you guys um, have the chance, he's actually one of the central characters in the film Jawani Janaman, which is a film on Amazon Prime at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's spelt J-A-W-A-A-N-I, J-A-A-N-E, man. Mm-hmm. I think I've got that right. It's so a, go uh, check it out if you can. It's a very good film. Yeah, it's very good a Bollywood it's a, film. It's a Bollywood film set in yeah. London, and it's a very modern Bollywood film. So it's not very traditional mm. with its uh, all singing, all dancing. It does have that. It styles. It's a bit more conventional yeah. for a Bollywood film. I mean, I, I mean, I I'd seen Bollywood. It was the first Bollywood film I'd seen in the cinema. But yeah. it was the oh, the 10th Bollywood film I've ever seen. Mm. Probably more than that. And yeah, it was a lot more, I'd say, accessible. Yeah, typical Bollywood film. I, I, lo- I love all Bollywood films. Though. I think I think they're incredible. <laughs> There's just so much money thrown at them, and they're just so fun. Anyway, uh, we'll we'll have to do a podcast on Bollywood. We will do. We will do. Point. We'll absolutely will. Um, but we're here for a main reason today. Um, because we're going to talk about. We have seen a few films since uh, we have done films. this. We um, well, I think... let's quickly, very quickly, let's talk about a couple of films we've seen recently. Not review them. We'll just quickly go through films we've seen. Uh, over recently, yeah, I particularly want to talk about two. I've two got one on Amazon, one on Netflix. That I want to talk. Cool, about go really, for it. Really quickly, I'll talk about the Netflix one first. I saw Project Power. I bet you're fed up of hearing this f- about this film today. So Riyadh <laughs> watched this film all fucking all, day. I literally watched it today before we went to the cinema to see another film, which we'll talk about uh, later. But um, I want to talk about it because it's mediocre as fuck. And I really just, I, I, I don't know what else to say. I was actually thinking at one point, why don't we make our next review, Project Power? But I just, I won't have anything to say but about I it. But I watched it the day it came out, and I can't remember. Why did you thing. watch it the day it came out? Because it was just something, the thing is, right, Netflix is so, um, it's, it's overabundance of Netflix releases um, 
within the past two weeks, actually. Yes, there has. When, yes, a lot of films. Yeah, and then when mm-hmm. Project And they've Proud... got their new logo out now. Have you seen their new logo that they've done? Yes, I have seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's very... All the, only their films are going to have it, but it's like a proper production company logo but now. I like it, personally, but... I do? Makes me worried a little bit about what but, the future of the film industry is. But, but yeah. Project Power, I watched... That came out, like, a month ago, and there wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of stuff coming out. There's been no. about a good... There's been about a good eight Netflix films that have been released. And this month, yeah. This Septem- month. September's been... Actually, September's been a big month for film in general. And actually. then you've yeah. got the new TV shows on mm-hmm. uh, on Netflix and other streaming services and on normal mm-hmm. TV as well. Lots on, there's a lot of shows on Sky at the moment. Yes. Including that I Hate Susie. I don't know if you've heard of that. I haven't heard Billy of it. Billy Piper no. in it. It's very popular. Oh, yes. No, I very have, big yeah. show. Apparently very, very good. We'll definitely talk about those at some point. Nice. Um, but we Noice. did... Uh, we did... Um, but yeah, Project Power was a film I saw. Didn't like it. Yep. That's what I can say. And also, uh, and you'll 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 like to hear about this one because for some reason you, you mm-hmm. it's a film you haven't finished. It's a good old get juked. <laughs> Guys, listen to me, please, please understand. Listen, it, I saw this film. I I went. I was on holiday, and I I couldn't use Netflix while I was out there to stream because we had no Wi-Fi. So Amazon's better at streaming if you're using data. So I thought, okay, I'll watch Get Duke. It's a film, it's got Eddie Izzard in it. It's about some kids doing the Duke of Edinburgh. <laughs> it's a director debut, isn't it? I, think, I didn't know the director was even a director was even on that film, to be honest. It wow, just felt cool. like, dude, it's second to bottom on my list of films this year. I hated it. And this is a I trash film. And this is a film with an 86% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I know what is going on. Mad. I seriously want to know what's going on. See, I watched the first, <sighs> I've watched the first half, but I must have fallen asleep to it because it was just one of those. Because you didn't I've even got... hate it, though. You said what you saw was actually all right. It, it seemed all right, but I was getting bored with the scenery. Oh god, it's a miserable looking movie. Because it's it's set in the Scot. No, it's between. It's about five. Is it four or five boys? I don't know. Four boys. Yeah. They're in the Scottish Highlands and they're doing some Duke of Edinburgh awards. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. Uh, and they're just walking around fields, and one of them is dressed in white. <laughs> one of them's dressed in white, and he's and he's you know he's in a white tracksuit, and he's got the brightest white creps on. And I'm a big man. I'm a big, massive trainer lover. <laughs> yes, I, love are, my tra- I love my trainers. Mm, um, sneakers, but, if you're American. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you do not wear all white Nike Air, Fo- uh, no, Nike Air Max 90s in a muddy field in Edinburgh. Well, and really quickly, this is going to gross you out, what I did. Oh, so no. when we went, uh, I went to Tully's Farm one time uh-huh. in the pouring rain. Oh, it was no. raining the entire time we were there. You know how muddy Tully's Farm can get, right? Yeah. Have you been? I haven't been, but I know what it's like. It's a farm, basically. It's, just, it's as muddy as it could be. Yeah. yeah. And I wore the brightest white Nikes I think I've ever worn in my oh, life. Oh, you there. did. I didn't know what the weather was going to be like, though, that day. October. Yeah. How did you know I went in October? Of course, it's Tully's farm. It's but Britain in October. It's a bad it's idea. It's autumn. It's a time for boots mm. and trainers you don't care about. Boots. Yeah, exactly. It was a bad, bad idea. Yeah, I knew that would make you feel very sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but get juked. Um, yeah, don't watch it, guys. Please I mean, don't. I've watch only it. watched half of it, so I need to finish it. So I can't really give a full review on it. If you want, you can watch it in 4K Ultra HD on Amazon Prime as well, if your television supports it. So if you really want to see Eddie Izzard in that quality, you can. I like Eddie Izzard. I he's the best part of that movie. He's actually quite funny. He's a few nice. Guys. Don't watch it though, guys. What about you? What, 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 what's a couple of movies that we're not going to review, but you've no. seen recently? Um, yeah, I'm not going to review these at all. But um, I'll do a little. I mean, I've been, I've been kind of been on the hype train since the whole Batman trailer came out a few weeks ago. <sighs> yeah, um, guys, if trailers can win Oscars, 
it's oh, one of the best trailers I think I've ever seen. It's, it's yummy. It's a yeah, it's, it's a good yummy. word to use. It is. And considering we've only shot twenty five percent of the film currently, we're in mm. what are we in? We're in September? No, are we in? We're in September. Yeah, yeah September of twenty twenty. This film doesn't come out in until October twenty twenty one. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and and then the, and the trailer ends with it. It doesn't say coming soon. It says currently, currently in, in production. production. That's that's ridiculous. That trailer says that now. I know. It's yeah. amazing. Um, it's just so good. But though. on that hype yeah. train, I have been watching. I've watched three of the Batman animated films. Which one? Which ones? So I watched uh, Batman Hush. Batman, oh yes, I remember you saying that. Yeah. Batman Year One, and recently Batman Un- Under the Red Hood. Which oh, is actually you've never fa- seen that before. No, and it's actually my favorite <gasps> one that I've seen. It's my three. favorite animated DC direct video original movie. Yeah, or whatever it's, called. it's really, really, it's really mm. good. I mean, I mean, I played the Gotham, uh, the Gotham, Gotham, uh, Gotham, uh, the Arkham, Arkham Knight game. Yeah, uh, Arkham games, and then obviously the Arkham Knight. Relevance to mm-hmm. the, uh, the Red Hood, sort of yeah, thing. Of course it does, yeah, and I was like, oh, this is so great. Even the animation's great, and it's um, the you know, I love animation for adults, you know, mm. that can take this sort it's of gritty as hell. It movie. is gritty as hell, and I believe the characters. I, mm-hmm. I, I, despite I didn't miss, I didn't, I did miss him, but I didn't miss, uh, but I liked um, Bruce Greenwood. Bruce, yes, I, yeah, I he was amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was amazing, and, and uh, John DiMaggio as the Joker was yes, just, he was brilliant. Really weird. I, I remember seeing a clip of him acting. I just thought, no, that's not the Joker. No, 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 no. no. I watched it. And I was like, I'm not even going to bother. But then when I watched the film, I just couldn't believe how good he was. And you do know there's a sequel coming out to that film recently with John DiMaggio, Bruce oh, Green, where they're all returning. Yeah, mm. Batman: A Death in the Family. It's an interactive film, uh, kind of like Bandersnatch. I thought that was out already. Was it? No, it might, no, it might be out now, but it's it's, it's new. Okay. It, it, might, it came out maybe uh, maybe a month ago or something, but it's it's, it's new, Fair and enough. it's a sequel to the Under the Red Hood with all the actors returning. So that's very yeah. very. Cool I mean, I I wasn't cool I haven't really been into the animated stuff as such. I mean, my most clear uh, my most fondest memory is of Batman Beyond. That was my first one. Oh yes, of course. Well, the movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Return I, of the Joker. Yeah, I had it on VHS as well. It was great. Yes, and it was the 12 certificate, so it was the adult version as well. What was the difference? So you got the PG one, which didn't have any blood, and uh-huh. I didn't know there was a spoiler alert. Ones. The Joker does get killed, but he gets killed a different way in the 12 version. How does he get killed in the 12 version? In the 12 version, he actually gets sh- the Robin actually, well, baby. Oh no, that you're right. Yes, the the, yeah. the, the, the the psychotic Joker Robin. Yeah. yeah. Um, is it Dick Grayson gets turned into it? Yeah. Dick no, Gra- it's, uh, it's Jason Todd. I think it's Jason Todd. Yeah. Jason Todd. Uh, yeah, Jason Todd actually mm-hmm. shoots Joker and actually pen- You actually see the um mm. the flagpole penetrate his chest, whereas in the PG yeah. version you don't see that. You, I, I may think have, it's like I think I watched the 12 version then. Mm. I don't think I ever saw the PG version. And it's like. Batman's got a bit of blood going down. He's, dro- he's like drawing blood or something. I was that's, like, ooh. That's violent. Ooh, that's violent. Ooh. But it's and exciting also, as well, though. And uh, that it's age. got some sexual themes in it, so I'm going to say. Are they? Yeah, like they got the um, Harley Quinn's da- uh, granddaughters. Oh, yes, of course. They're, yes, quite, you're right. se- they're quite sexualized, mm-hmm. and I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something no, like that. I agree. It's a good film, that. It is a great Check film. Check that out. Check that out. Um, that's great. I'm glad yeah. you watched all these. But yeah, I thought something a bit different compared in comparison to what you were saying. But I have yeah, seen no, quite right, a yeah. few films. But um... Oh, actually, really quickly, really, really quickly, I'll quickly go over <clears> a <throat> film I saw on Amazon called Chemical Hearts. Have you heard of it? I've seen the, the banner on Amazon Prime. I need to look mm. Is it any good? Um, no. Well, right. no, it's not bad. It stars uh, Lily uh, Lily Reinhardt, who is best known for playing Betty in Riverdale, in the television series Riverdale. I've never seen Riverdale. But you know of it. I know of it, yeah. Do you know what the characters are like? Nope. 
like what she's in it. And basically, she's uh, she's the blonde one, and uh, she's the 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 my favorite character in that show. And she's it's a it's 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 a sto- it's a love story. She's a sort of mentally troubled uh, young woman who had a very tragic life event actually a, a sort of drive most of her life and actually meet someone who like changes her in a love way or in a love kind of way, yes. in a love way. Okay. Yes, I won't say much else. It's, People might like it. You know, it's a very popular film. But I watched that. It was okay. Cool. Very okay. That's another film um, I saw. Yeah. I'll... And The Sleepover. Ah, great stuff. <laughs> I did very much enjoy that. Um, it's a Netflix film and I enjoyed it. That's uh, what I want to say about that It's one. probably the only time I'm going to mention this film. Uh, Fatal Affair on Netflix. It's a film. I'm going to watch that. Soon. I mean, it's just... I'm actually going to watch it's a, um, It's titled as a, as a suspenseful thriller. Is it suspenseful and is it thrilling? There was frills. <laughs> unsuspenseful um <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> yeah well well i really want to see it i mean it, yeah it's just about you know it's, it's very got a very typical premise yeah um a married woman happily married got over the uh, some troubles with the husband and stuff mm-hmm. meanwhile a man from the past just emerges all of a sudden played by omar epps there you go who is who's the who is dr foreman from house mm-hmm. if any of you have watched that it's a great show great show this is he's a rapper as well Oh. He's a rapper, yeah, yeah. Do you listen to rap? I've listened to one line listen, he has. In do you his, listen to the hip hop? I, <laughs> I do not listen to rap. Do you no. listen to rap caviar on Spotify, <laughs> sir? <laughs> oh dear. I are you into grime? Into grime. <laughs> um, but I think I've listened to him say rap one line in a in a song he did. All I remember is this. He just goes, "Here's a theory to quote." And that's all I remember. That's literally the only thing I remember. <laughs> That's all I remember him saying. That's like Does a that... line out of um, Eight Mile, but just not. <laughs> and everyone on YouTube, he's the character he plays in House is called Doctor Foreman, and every every comment on that video just said Doctor Foreman goes hard oh, on enough. that particular thing, and I was just like, <laughs> hell yeah, it's well, really weird. Well, he just pops up. At, uh, I think her name is. He's the main character. He's the main character. Yeah, right? I yeah. think the main actress is called Nia Long or Tia Long. Oh, Tia Long. Tia Long. Yeah, she comes back. I in... think. Comes back into the light, into his, into her, into her life. They used to be lovers. They oh, have a moment together. Saucy. Yeah, they have a moment together in the club where they kind of ex, kind of nearly do intercourse, but they don't. And then they nearly them, do they intercourse. Do, they nearly do intercourse. They nearly did the sex. Yes. Wow. Well. Wow. Um, mm. But they don't. And, and then he starts stalking her, and mm. all manner of things start to happen and crumble in Nia Long's life. Ask me a question. Mm. Are you making this film sound a lot better than it actually is? No, it's basically it's the same plot as the as the girl next door. Oh right. Yeah, but just with <laughs> yes. not a student, but with an old ex partner from high school. Okay, I like the girl next door. What? I think it's alright. <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't, I don't hate it. Well, do you hate it? <laughs> no, it's shit. I, I don't hate it. It's not great, but I don't. I don't hate it. All right. I said there's far worse that you could watch than that. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, 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 you can. No, it's just a, it's just a bad film. Okay. Well, uh, wow. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. Well, um, you like angels. No, if you want to, so if you want to know about a, a bad, disappointing film, I watched was X Men: Dark Phoenix. I Ooh, yes. finally watched that. You gave it a watch, didn't you? And what did you think of it when you watched it? I think about it. I went to the cinema to see this. Yikes! Maybe a week after it came out. So, go on. I'd like to know. I just said to myself, "You do a very good <clears> talk about this." I just said to myself, well, it wasn't very good, was it? <laughs> exactly. There's nothing else to say, is just, there, really? It just wasn't good. I mean, it wasn't... Do you it call it, it, it X-Men Dark Phoenix or just Dark Phoenix? X-Men Dark Phoenix. It's a 
Call of Dark Phoenix, so I don't like having the X in my name on it. Just too good. Even the title um, title card in the film just didn't make sense. Like I remember the, the, it now. The font of it as well. I know this is very specific. Oh, isn't it very artsy? No, it's just shit. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck that movie. Uh, I get really annoyed thinking about it. Mean, I like the last out. bit. I like the last act because that's the bit that wasn't directed by Simon Kimberg. Who directed that bit? Everybody else. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, that was the reshoots. Yeah, because so. yeah, the the ending was going to be uh, in space. Yeah, it was like Captain Marvel, but then they had scrolls in it as yes, well. Yeah, you yeah. know, Jessica Chastain's character; she was a scroll originally, but then they changed it because. See, I thought she would be a scroll, and I thought it would it would have made a whole lot um, a whole lot of sense. She but... was a scroll, and they just took all the scenes out where she transforms and stuff because because they, they do Captain Marvel who they was were, doing it, but they look like off brands of Groot. Well, <laughs> whatever they were, what I don't know what they were. They're another species who are similar to the scrolls, not the Kree. They're a, they're another species, but apparently nobody. They're very unknown, and Dark Phoenix used them because they didn't use the scrolls. <laughs> Thanks because of, because of Marvel Studios. But uh, I'm uh, poor you, man. Have a sip through that. So sorry. It's fine. It's not as. Um, it's, it's just such a fucking wet. It's just fart. That film. No, I even spoke to my, I even spoke to my uh, my friend. What a wet fart. I, was, I spoke to my friend as well who was to watch it and literally just said the same thing. He said, oh, it's just not very good. It's so lacklustre. There's um, nothing to say about it, is there? No. Um, uh, everyone, Everybody is uh, underused. There's there's a horrible bit where they confront Jean Grey, um, mm. the whole group. And it's just... It's just in the oh, mid- it's Sophie Turner still, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Who's, not, just, who's not good. Yeah, and it's just in the middle of this generic... In Amer- this film, I mean. In this, It's just set in this generic road. Oh, yeah. I think I know what bit you mean. Yeah, you know. Oh, that bit's really badly directed it's really and edited. Badly done. Yeah, yeah, um, really bad. Yeah. There's literally a bit where a police car comes over and she just does the simple crush of the car and just moves it to the side. And I'm like, oh, you did that in the other ten films like years ago, like <laughs> in 2000. And they were done better. And they were with yeah, probably yeah. better effects. The effects in oh, Dark God. Phoenix are not very good. We yeah. could we could do a review of Dark Phoenix one day. And they do they they fucking they what did they do they um they can breathe in space. Apparently, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, some some can, some can't. Apparently, yeah. No, that's the space bit of the movie because everyone was going, "Oh, this is going to be the cosmic X Men movie. Like, this is going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy of of <sighs> the X Men Fox franchise." And then they're in space for like ten seconds. Dude, X Men Last Time was Trash. so much better. I like X Men Three. I don't I know do. anybody it's says it, it. Yes, there's a lot of underutilized characters, but I I honestly do not mind that movie. And I didn't know this, but Brett Ratner, the director of Last Stand, he literally took it up as a challenge rather than as a passion mm, project. He was like, mm. "Oh, Brett, can you direct this film in like three months?" And he was like, <coughs> "Why don't I try?" Give it to me. I, did I ru- can imagine I, that. I did Rush Hour One, Two, and Three. Give it to me. You know the. Yeah, he wait, because that came out in 2006, didn't it? And Which then, one? What, what did uh, X Men Three? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, then, it was and then Rush Hour yeah. Three came out in 2007. Seven, so he's yeah. like, oh yeah, I've got time, I can do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Brett, he's not. Do you know what? I don't hate Brett right now. I don't think he's that bad a director. I've forgotten what else he's directed. Actually. Red Dragon, the prequel to Silence of the Lambs, yes. and that, in my opinion, is the best film in the Hannibal Lecter film series. I, I love that film. It's a brilliant film, and yeah, it's controversial to say it's the best one, but it is. And it's, Brett Ratner's not bad, but then he did do that Hercules film with Dwayne Johnson in it. Oh yeah, I've seen pretty it. Tra- it's pretty but trash. Didn't two Hercules films? It was come just out a bit smelly. Year? Sorry, two Hercules films came out that year. Yes, they did because there was also what was the other one? It was, it was, uh, it was again. It was called Hercules. Uh, was it just called Hercules. Hercules. No, it was a different name. I swear. It's 2014. It was. Oh, I'm thinking of Exodus. No, it, there, there was, there was, there was. There's a Legend of Hercules. 
Oh, so is, that, is it like The Legend of Tarzan? Ooh. Or the Guillermo de Vartos? Four. Ew, we have to watch this then. Ugh. We'll have to watch it. Now we have to find this. Yikes. Four percent sounds great. Now we'll have to see this. We'll have to see it's this. Had, it's got four screen uh, screenplay writers. What? Including the director. Fucking hell. I love it when a film's a disaster and it has like <sighs> ten writers and two directors Yikes. or something. That's great. And it's a 3D one. Oh, what year did it come out? 2014. That's what I'm saying. That's oh, yes. Yeah. Two th- the 3D craze lasted from about oh. 2009 until 2013 or 14. Thanks to Avatar. Yes, yes, it was. All thanks to Avatar. Although I will say this, as much as I think the film's overrated, 3D in that film is... It's a gorgeous looking film. It is, and the 3D is very effective. Yeah. How to Train Your Dragon, I think, took the 3D to the best to the highest level. But, I think the only film I watched in you know, 3D was uh, like when it was that sort of time was Piss and Puss and Boots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, it was a good film. That I don't remember the 3D being no, any good. No, I'm I'm wrong. Um, it was also War of the Planet of the Apes. I watched. Oh, good film. I saw. Oh, what in 3D? In 3D. Great yeah. film. I saw in 3D. Well, it wasn't. Oh. I don't think it was shot in 3D. I think it was converted. Yeah. First 3D film I ever saw. Really quickly, uh, the last one, and then we'll go on to our review because this is our main. You know, we were already 25 a, minutes. Dude, this is a full. podcast This is a podcast, now. basically, yeah. but we're gonna we are gonna talk about one movie mainly because we didn't get the chance to. Yes. Yeah, you because know, this, this is a big movie at the moment. Um, but really quick before I do, do you want to know what the first 3D film I saw in the cinema was? Like proper 3D. Spy film. Kids mm-hmm. 3D because that was my first one. It wasn't that one. Because, oh. But was Spy Kids 3D? Was that? A real 3D or was it the red and blue glasses? It was the red and blue glasses. One. Yeah, nah, so. see, I'm talking about the stereoscopic 3D. Oh, no. I saw with the, with the uh, those three weird 3D glasses, I saw Stuart Little 2 in 3D. <laughs> I love that film. Yeah, I do love the film, but it didn't have anything. Took the glasses off halfway through and it was fine. It was, what was the point? But yeah, it wasn't 3D. <laughs> you know, it, it came out around the time when stereoscopic 3D, I think, was starting to come in. They just couldn't be bothered to like actually do it in proper 3D, so it's just like we'll do it the shitty way, you know. And it's just the, the <laughs> fucking red and blue glass. It's like you get into a cereal box. Oh fuck off! But um, <laughs> in um, but what was, it, what was I going with this? Oh yeah, the very first 3D film I saw properly 3D. Do you want to know what it was? Mm. G Force, the film with the guinea pigs. Oh my god! Directed by the great Hoyt Yateman. It was the 3D Wait, was how very do you, how, good. How do you remember the director? <laughs> that's really weird like, he's get, actually he's mo- usually a visual effects supervisor and he was on most films he did but then he made that one movie directed it and then he hasn't directed anything since he's just gone back to being an effects supervisor since Oh, good old sorry Hoyt but um, you know, try again but well, I mean we're going to talk about another Hoyt today oh, oh yes of course yes, yes so. I forgot about that yeah absolutely but um, yeah that was the first one I ever saw 3D was pretty good the film wasn't. I mean, the 3D was quite good. A Spike is 3D. That that 3D was nice or as well. But mm. I can um, imagine if it was the bread and blue thing. That three, that's not 3D. It never worked. Yeah, it just hurts. Mm-hmm. Your, your eyes just feel like you need to go to Specsavers afterwards. Yes, yes. But everybody loved it because it was still 3D. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, the idea of 3D. I mean, everyone thought. Do you remember, sort of around that time, 2009, 2013, 14. But do you remember? Filmmakers is all about 3D. 3D was yeah. the future. 3D was the future of filmmaking. I remember, you know, 3D TVs are not being manufactured anymore. No. They're just not being done. Now. I actually remember a picture of the Queen wearing the red and blue. Oh, yes. I've I don't know where that. it's from, but <laughs> she went to go watch that. Uh. Well, there was a Simon Pegg talked about the Queen on the, the Graham Norton show. He talked about the fact that when they, they were doing like a premiere of Voyage of the Dawn Treader, you know, the, the third Narnia oh, the film. film yes. Yeah. And apparently, 
she was like just sitting there in like plastic 3D glasses. <clears throat> Could you imagine the image of the monarch <laughs> wearing those? And he said there weren't even gold on the end of a stick. It was just plastic. <laughs> Real D Dolby 3D hey, glasses. Hey, hey Phil, it's hey, so Phil, real. Hey, Philip, these glasses had peasants on them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I think they're made of peasants. Sorry, Liz, if you're listening. but Sorry, Liz, our mate Liz. <laughs> we do apologise, Liz. By the way, worry. Liz, I'm a big fan of, you, of your performance in The Crown. By... <laughs> Um, specifically, yes. Olivia Coleman. I like her rendition of you so much. Yes, absolutely, yes. Um, there's also... Um, she's also an Claire Austin Foy. Powers in Gold member. Yes, she. <laughs> she's. She's. You know, your father must be very proud. Yes. Of you. yes. And I was amazing a, in that. And I was such a big fan of you when you jumped out of that helicopter in the 2012. Oh Olympics yes. With Mr. Daniel Craig himself. Oh, wink, good. wink. Yes. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good old, and Danny Boyle did all that, didn't he? Wasn't it the he 2012 did Olympics? That, yeah. Yes, he did the whole Embry ceremony. He did the whole thing. Very good. Very I don't good know if he did the ending one. I think the ending was some bloke. Some other guy. Guy. Yeah. yeah, it was the guy who directed 28 Weeks Later, a film that Danny Boyle didn't want to do, probably, or something. And who directed back to that producer. one? No idea, some guy. It's a bloke. Like you said, <laughs> 28 Weeks Later, nobody. And there was a 28 uh, Months Later recently as well. Um, anyway, we're getting on to that now somehow. But this is where we're going to transition into our main thing. This was supposed to be just a film review. I think this is going to be a podcast. And now. it's going to be a podcast episode. So shall we, sh- shall we do our five-minute movie game then? Yes, we haven't we'll done do. it for ages. Yeah, like, we'll and it. I thought we'll of a title it. just now. All right, that's I thought fine. we were a really good title. But, okay, yes, but we're going to um, transition into our, the core of our review. But we are going to do a... It's going to be a kind of podcast review this one, I think. Yeah, that's fine. Because it's a big film. I it's because it's a big film, and there's going to be a lot of tangents about this film as well. In terms of yes. in terms of comparing mm. comparing the works of the filmmakers, and absolutely, it's yeah. a very interesting film because of you know, it is very interesting because it's different yes. from the previous films that the filmmaker has made. It is I, very. Why different, am I even yes. like trying to like even like disguise it? Like fuck this. Just let's just, just transition. This right. is trans. This is transition. Right. Do, shall I do it? You go. All right, Dan. Oh, okay. So, Sorry, I thought we were five seconds. Sorry. The okay. main subject of this podcast episode that was supposed to be a review is... A knee roll. Tenet. Did you fart then? No, no, that was my, that was my <laughs> chest. I, I knew you were going to say that. It sounded like a fart, but it was my chest. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, we're going to review, uh, we can say, Christopher Nolan's mm. Tenet. Tenet. Because this, I'm sure, was his passion project. Everything was his yeah. sure, passion project. So, yes, there's that's a re- our main there's a, thing. there's a reason why Dunkirk came out in 2017. This was 2017, yes. Yeah, he takes his time with his films. He does, yes. Uh, which is great. Yeah, so 17, 18... God, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he does take his time. He does take his time. And, and before that, the film he did before was Interstellar. That was uh, three years before. That was 2014. Yeah. Was and before yeah. that was Inception, which was a longer gap. So there you go. He ten. He will only make a film. He will only yeah. like get to work on a film if he knows it's good. Oh enough. no no, he like, the script rises in two thousand twelve. So yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I need to watch that again. But um, thing is, uh, we were just, yeah, literally we were just going to do a review, and then we realised we tangented, tangented, tangented for twenty minutes. For, 24, 24 what, minutes exactly we, we, we miss podcasting yeah that's the thing we just got into it and yeah. now and we are still going to review it though because we, we so this is going to be a bit of both we're going to do a podcast yeah. but it's also got a review in it so if yes. you guys are looking for the next review and thinking hang on where are their review don't worry do a review. We, we are going to have a separate it's review now we are we've got another review to do yes, as do. well which we are going to do about a film we saw tonight but we'll do that you know, later yeah but of course um this is our main one this so we're going to talk about tenant. 
To do what I do, I need some idea of the threat we face. As I understand it, we're trying to prevent World War III. I'm not saying I'm again here. No. Something worse. I gather you have an interest in a certain Russian national. Mike's bring me in. You really want to know? He can communicate with the future. Time travel. No. Inversion. Tenet. Now, this is going to be interesting because mm. we both got very different opinions of it. I have now seen the film twice. You have seen the film once. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Just before we get into the details of the film, like the core details, what do you think of the film? What do you think of it? Just, just to, in sum up in a few sentences. I think <clears throat> it's trying to be a bit complicated, mm-hmm. but it makes sense. Uh, but it's every Nolan film, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I do think sometimes it would be better if it would have been an hour and a half, no, an hour and forty minutes. Mm-hmm. The Dunkirk, mm-hmm. A Dunkirk uh, duration. I always forget Dunkirk. It's actually than, one of his shorter movies. Rather yes. than it's for a hundred and fifty minutes. Yes. Two, that's what 200, 200, two hours 34 minutes yeah. yes yeah, i yeah, feel yeah. that the uh-huh, uh-huh. Pe- the the pacing of it would have made it a bit mu- a bit more exciting there's a lot of nothing at parts of this film yeah a lot of there's one thing i'll say about this and this is something i mean i was going to say his films aren't usually like that but they are i was going to say it's a very dialogue heavy film and nolan films are very and i love i love nolan's dialogue i, I do too yes. interstellar i love the the spacey mm-hmm. exposition i know it's just them explaining to us about mm-hmm. the science yep. of this but i think it, they somehow the way he gets his actors to say it is what makes it interesting mm. and interstellar that really pulls off and the dark knight yeah. trilogy look how much dialogue there is in those films yes. and yeah the dark knight especially i've heard a lot of people say all oh, the, uh, the, the the dialogue with the hero villain uh, live free all that stuff live live this die that is pretentious i love it mm. i think it's well written enough to be good to me mm. um tenet is another one of those kind of films it's it's very dialogue heavy it's very based around its it's very based around its themes it's very based around uh what christopher nolan thinks of time and why he wants to sort of break it apart almost mm. and the funny thing is when i first saw this film i didn't care well, for it. we both didn't have we, we when we watched it for the first time together. We didn't have a great viewing experience in the first place. Do you remember the the, the sound was yeah atrocious. We'll, we'll get we'll get on we'll get on we'll get on the sound because that's not just that's not just our opinion. It's no. a lot of a criticism from other people as yes, well. Yes, it is. Yes, but mm-hmm. we didn't have mm-hmm. the best viewing experience of no. either for the first time. Oh, my only time. No. Um, how was it the second time you watched it? Well, second time was much much better. It was actually. Um, the sound was better. And I think because I was more focused, I think I focused on the story more mm. the second time. And because I focused on the story more second time, I was able to really take it in. I think because the sound was such a bother for us the first yeah. time. And I have a really sensitive left ear. I had an ear infection in it about six years ago. And ever since then, it's more sensitive to sound. I have like a hyperacusis kind of thing there. So I have. I'll, I, told, I told you, my ear was hurting the next day. My left yeah. ear was re- in real pain. 
the yeah. next day, and it was because of how loud it was, and yeah. it, was, it was too loud. It was distorting, distortingly was. loud. I remember, yes. I remember at the beginning of the film when the the speakers just blew, and you know, with Christopher Nolan, like with his gunshots, are very punchy. Mm-hmm. Um, even in Dunkirk, but Dunkirk it worked because it was you know it's portraying World War One, wasn't it? World War Two. World War Two. Yeah. World War Two sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so it worked, but this was constant. But also, it wasn't always yeah. loud. It wasn't there were lots there of were quiet the, the, moments. There mm. were, but those quiet moments were uh, suspenseful. They were. Yeah. It's a bit opposite in Tenet. The suspense is all within yeah. the dialogue, mm. the music, the sound, the sound effects. Mm-hmm. Everything is all just colliding in into one mashup sort of thing. Exactly. It was more about te- Dunkirk knew how to mix its different types of action scenes. Like you know, it, it knew to keep the sound at a relatively average level for the more distant action sequences with the planes mm. and then the, the boats and the gunfights and then the more intimate action sequences like in the boat yes. with Harry Styles and stuff. That's where it's punchy. That's when it sounds like you're in the got, boat like, with the bullets them, are pinging against the metal which is in- of the boat. Incredible, I thought. Yeah. I thought that was really well um, done. It knows exactly how to mix each scene and what type of scene. Mm. Tenet the thing with Tenet, the thing about Tenet generally is the team is very different for this film. Like the actual Christopher oh, Nolan's not using all the same calibrators no, he usually uses. I have written have written them down. Yeah, um, yeah. So he doesn't use the same. Obviously, so one of the biggest ones, obviously, the composer's different. It's yeah. Ludwig Göransson instead of uh, Hans Zimmer, mm-hmm. who's um, he's done many things like. So he did. He won the Oscar for uh, Black Panther. He did one for Black Panther. Uh, yes. And he also did uh, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. As Mandalorian. Well. Uh, the actual theme music for the land, the Mandalorian, the main theme. He did. He did. Um, um, and he also did. And he oh, back in sort of like older times he also did like he, tend, he tended to do sitcoms years ago like you know he tended mm. to do um uh like things like new girl and community and stuff he's yeah. really he's really taken off uh, since then and now he's a massive well yeah like you said mm. he won an oscar for he was original score well, he was involved actually i forgot um in that fruitville uh, yeah. Fruit station. station yes yeah, you're right so yeah that was Googler. like the first that was like one of the first big projects he did mm. yeah absolutely yeah of course he did yeah, so the fact that he's now doing a Nolan film is pretty big. Yeah, but also what's big is the fact that Hans Zimmer's not not doing it because he's busy doing Dune. He is doing Dune, yes, so, and course. I'm very yeah. excited for that. But we'll and you know we mentioned that Netflix logo. Yeah, yeah, Hans Zimmer composed the music for that. Is there anything that man? I know because you got you got it's like the main freeze. Like you got John Williams who's basically retired now. Hans Zimmer who's well, John Williams, who's retired, but they keep trying to sort of parade his music around like it's him, exactly. like they did in The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I don't think John Williams ever went to the set of that no. movie. I'm uh, convinced he didn't. Hans Zimmer, who is just constantly working, who seems like he doesn't have a, he doesn't have a life at all. Mm. Um, then you got Good Boy. You know, you got Ludwig here. Uh, you got my. I love the way you think, though. Yeah, um, <laughs> Alan, and you got Alan Silvestri doing you know the Avengers films. Oh, yeah. and, but mm. actually, I don't think he's going to do. Um, the next Avengers films. I think they're going to bring in someone else for that. Are they really? You think so? Yeah, I think they're going to... Bring but... back Danny Elfman. Oh, God. Because we know how good the score in Age of Ultron was, don't we? <sighs> By that, I mean we don't remember the score at all. No. But, um... Yeah, that'd be interesting. Maybe yeah. Alan Silvestri. I don't know. Um, it's a shame, because... Amazing composer. Amazing composer. Amazing composer. Cinematography is also different for Tenet as well. Yeah, now, now, okay. So, he stopped using Wally Fister. Interstellar was the first one he did without him. Yeah, because he, he went on yes. to because he went on to direct uh, Transcendence. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. His, <laughs> his directorial debut. And typically these days he's more of a TV director. He's directed a lot of The Tick, the Amazon series, yeah. and he also did. He also did a show called Flaked. Have you heard of it on Netflix I've heard of with uh, Will Arnett? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a show that exists. But basically, <laughs> yeah, he's done. He's gone more into TV. Who did the cinematography for Dunkirk? Hoyt Van Hoytman, who also yes, did this, who also so. did this. Yeah, I think yeah. that's who he's going to calibrate with often now. But yes. the, but we said the editor was different. Now now we knew the editor was different. Now guys, I know I could tell from both my viewings. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I I just knew. I could just see the, the editor is yeah. just very different. It's now, usually least now, Smith. guys. Usually, a lot of people don't really care about what the editor does, but the editor actually makes the film, puts everything all together mm-hmm. as a director wants it. Basically, sits down. Mm. They've, you know, uh, Christopher Nolan has spent his all his time with fifteen thousand people, caterers to the lighting people, to the people who drive the trucks, to gaffers, the, to the gaffers, to the people who build the sets, everything, and all of that's all, that's all wrapped. All the special mm-hmm. effects and all the sounds all done. It's literally stitching the film together beautifully. It is. It is. And for the past previous films, he's mostly used Lee Smith. So yeah. from, from, I think from Batman Begins, he used Yeah, them. I think he used them all the way up until yeah. now. Yeah. Up until now. But this Because he won, he won an Oscar for Dunkirk. Did he? Lee Smith. Yeah, best film editing. Yes, he won an Oscar oh, for that. Yes, yes. Interesting. Well, okay, I fine. think he might have... Uh, maybe once... I don't know if Inception won a best film editing Oscar. And I'm pretty sure he did that one. Uh, I think that one was for Best Visual Effects. Inception won a, a lot of the technical Oscars, I think. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah, he's he was... It was very evident from quite early on that it was a different editor. Yes, the editor I is... have nothing against this editor. Yeah. Just so you know, I don't know if Jennifer Lane has done any other films. I don't know if... I don't know any films I... She's done uh, Manchester by the Sea and Hereditary. See, there you go. Two brilliantly edited films, and I know you weren't a big fan of Hereditary, mm-hmm. but those are both amazingly it's, edited no, films. Great, there you go. They're great looking films, and they're great, and they're yeah. very, the pacing is done well. The pacing's done well, and yeah. they're cut together brilliantly. And both both those films are. So there you go. I have nothing against. Maybe Christopher Nolan's not the right director for her to work with. Then maybe. Oh, she also she did the Mayor, uh, the Mayorit stories, which I also do. Also oh, like. really? I like and that film, a, and that is a very another dark, good performance uh, from. Um, Dustin Hoffman. Yes. Yeah, and, Dustin uh, Hoffman and Ben Yeah. yeah. Um, that's mm-hmm. a very much a very dialogue-heavy film. Yeah, so, very much so. Yeah. And editing dialogue is an art form by itself. Editing dialogue, making a conversation feel natural is a really difficult thing. And that's the strange thing about this film. See, Manchester by the Sea is a very dialogue-heavy film. And the way it, ex- it expresses its characters' emotions is, is excellently done. Just through basic shot-reverse-shot filmmaking. This film does not. Yikes. Before yeah. we go into that, I think we'll give a quick, quick run of the plot very quickly, what it's yeah, about. Yeah, you do that. You're you know? better than me than that. So um, it's basically a world. Um, Tenet takes place in a world where there's basically there's an inverted world and a world where time moves forward. And basically ev- these two worlds are always at, I don't want to say colliding, but they're always, they yeah. always exist in they're the existing, same plane. They're at the, they're at the brink to the point where they're touching each other. Exactly. And that's yeah. going to destroy the In a universe. non-sexual way. In a, non, in a non-sexual yeah. way. Or in a sexual way. Depends <laughs> how you interpret this film. This film's open to interpretation. You know Christopher Nolan. <laughs> this could just be one big pornographic film for all we know, Probably. you know, maybe. Oh, I love time so <laughs> much. Oh, oh. oh stop watching Oh, Chris would make love to time if he could, wouldn't he? Look, that look was at so the rude man. <laughs> Chris, I'm so sorry. Chris, if, we love you. If, we do love you. If seriously. ticking clocks makes you horny, Chris, I'm so sorry. It makes your scores very good. It does. Dunkirk had a very good score. And then so did this one. I was going to say that that has a, this has a similar kind of time-based sort of ticking clock well, score, and it's very, very good. Well, time is everywhere. You got. I mean, I know it's not supposed to be like that, but you've got Tenet, 10-10. It's a 
you know, what's it called? A palindrome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. That's not why it's called Tenet, but there's another deeper meaning for why there it's Tenet. There is another deeper meaning um, for So mm-hmm. is the, why one of the, the villains called Sator as well. Oh, right. Yeah, yes, it's of a, course. It's some, middle, some ancient... Sator, hang on. Sator. Backwards, it's rotors. Ooh. Rotor, time rotor. You know, like a rotor that you get on work. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's why it's called right. Sator, because it's rotors backwards. Right. Dude, right. Chris, you, we know your films, man. Right. We know I, what you're doing. I, I, I interrupt, Sorry. I interrupted you. I interrupted um, you with the plot. Um, so two times are... Two, they're, two, they're, two uh, planes of existence are sort of colliding, and they're on the brink of, of touching each other. And uh, uh, being serious now. And uh, they are... <laughs> Is that your serious face? <laughs> but um, essentially, that's going to end the universe, so or the world. So basically, John David Washington's character is is kind of hired by sort of a I don't even know who he's hired by. Tenet, the Tenet, and basically they're it's an organization job. who we don't. Mm. That's it. We, one word. One one word. Tenet. Tenet. Yeah, you've seen it in the trailer. And <laughs> essentially, it's his job to. Stop the world from ending by stopping the two planes from coming together, and to do that, he mm. has to, to he has to help. He has to get Neil's help, which is Robert Pattinson's mm-hmm. character. You may notice I'm rather struggling to come uh, to talk about the plot for this film because it's right. a very, very complicated plot. That's what I was going to get onto um, mm-hmm. because you said that it's just basically two worlds colliding, not to cause World War Three. Far but, more than that, but there's these things called algorithms which are oh these, my god yeah and i i was baffled like it's a drinking game with the with the whole algorithm thing like oh the, the third time, act the amount of times they say algorithm yeah. no at the end of the second act yeah. algorithm there was a bit algorithm. Like, there was a time when i was just lost and i was like what the fuck is the algorithm but then i actually understood <laughs> yes. it's these yes. it's these uh how can i say these uh these devices that are linked to this whole they're meant to maintain i think they're meant to maintain yeah. the balance between the two inver- the inverted world and the and then, um, the forward time yeah. reading world and then yeah. kenneth branagh wants to interrupt that basically oh i have a lot to say about kenneth branagh oh, oh i'm looking to talk like about kenneth branagh i can't um, talk about it but yeah, yeah, yeah. talk about uh, the main characters you've got neil played by robert patterson and you've also got neil neil an action film character called neil it's just amazing isn't it? <laughs> but yeah you've got robert pattinson uh john david washington playing the protagonist that is his name the protagonist mm-hmm. he doesn't have another name we'll discuss that very soon yep this isn't a spoiler and uh you also have elizabeth debecky as the woman what what just woman no i'm sorry but what exactly is her role i've um, actually i know she's her, she's married to kenneth branagh's character. her name is Catherine barton also known as Cat. No, she's Kenneth. No, that's right. She's Kenneth Branagh's wife in the film, uh, and I think they need to use her to get to him so they can yeah. kill him. She. Yes. Well, I'm just reading my notes. Um, she says that um, he, she's an art appraiser, and Sator's a strange wife. And the art bit, I did not get at all. I still don't get why there was any art references. Uh, in the film, I don't to be know. Uh, maybe, maybe it's because his films are art. You maybe. know, the art I think house blockbuster. I think it was just an, it's just a just a way for. David, uh, John Probably. David, that's right, for for the protagonist to kind of like mm, mm. get connected with her in some ways. I think it was her. just so they could have a love interest. No, but you, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I just think that there was no mm. need. Then again, then again, I have to say there isn't any kind of real romantic connection between her and the protagonist, though. No, really. there's a tension between them. There is. There's something there. Yeah. But there's, there's a, no love scene. Yeah. Or, or they're getting together. He's again. definitely, he's not, I think affection's the wrong word. Mm. He has a. Um, 
Ooh. Bloody hell, I do apologise. So you kick the table and you kick my microphone. Sorry, I'm so angry. Turn it! <laughs> nah, no, because I don't understand it! Um, oh dear. Uh, yeah, it's not so much an affection for uh, Elizabeth Becky, but there, no. is, uh, there is an intrigue... An intriguement? Intri- there, there is... Yeah, he's he's curious about her, and he's curious about what kind of, like... What what kind of sensitive side she has to her? Yeah, which, which I don't, which we don't really. I, she does, which we don't no, know, but we no, th- not but really. No. Also, that something that Sator or Kenneth Branagh totally rotors, rotors, um, more rotors his, says. Uh, his <laughs> um, as you can tell, we're already starting to like ramble on, but mm. the plot is very. Um, it's very hard to transcribe. Yeah, I'm not. Very gonna, I'm not going to say convoluted because when what an um the middle I think is convoluted. Oh, the middle. <laughs> the middle, the middle, the middle. But, the, but the thing is, that there's a, a main bit in the middle that happens that is important that makes the ending so good. It does, but it's a very uninteresting thing that happens in the middle, which I don't mm, like. Yeah. Here's my general consensus on the film, mm-hmm. right? So you've you've explained what you thought in your in your first few words. So mm-hmm. when I first saw it, obviously I didn't think much of it, but the, the, okay. So what I think is the first act is quite good. Not amazing. It's quite good. It's decent. I think the action sequences, just so you know really quickly, the action sequences throughout this whole film are phenomenal. Like the, the fight sequences, the hand-to-hand fights. I have, they are... Oh, um, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yes, not yeah, so much yeah. the... We'll talk about that soon. But the fight yeah. sequences are just... They're amazing. Having, yeah. a, having someone who's being filmed in reverse fighting someone who's being filmed with time going forward. How they must have done that. I mean, I've, amazing either work. they must have... They re- they rehearsed it as in someone is fighting is fighting actually fighting re- backwards fighting in reverse. Mm, some people are probably able to do that, like with yeah. a lot of skill with muscle control and stuff. Yeah, they probably can do yeah. it. But it just looked so smooth and seamless, and, yes. and it must have and been even a nightmare. Like the gunplay as well. Like, I love it when they would drop the gun or the gun would go would oh, would, yeah, would, yeah. would would get would, uh, would approach the person. I don't know. It's not really approaching. Whole, it's kind of like the whole inversion thing is they can actually like manipulate time to the point where time thinks it's moving backwards when actually it's moving it's it's not yeah. moving at all or it's moving forwards so they can pick up a bullet because time thought that they had dropped it when actually yes. they didn't they were picking it yeah. up or something and it's more it's more to do with the person and the way they act around the object yeah. more than it is about the object it's more movements. about the instinct as well so it's not yes, like it they can put yeah, their exactly hand over there, the, yeah. it's not like they can put their hand over the gun and the gun will just it's not, like the the it's not like that at all no, it's no. more like the the person itself had the felt the instinct that they already that they had already they had, t- had, had an interaction with exactly. it yes exactly yeah and yeah, that's where yeah. that mm-hmm. was the most interesting thing for me is like uh, what is this concept because mm. the concept is pretty amazing yeah, yeah. um mm. even if if even if like tenet was only revolved around that just about time just picking up stuff and making it look cool that would have been a awesome mm. but then chris has to come in and just makes well <laughs> chris, has to, chris, <laughs> chris has to go right chris goes my man chris i've made it a bit basic now let's make it a bit more complicated let's make, make it a whole, bit more chris let's, Nolan. let's make the whole world do it like, oh god yeah no and then you, you affect the past when you do these things and you affect the future if you do this and then one world's in the future one world's in the past and yeah go into the future if you go into the past when you're in the future when you're in the inverted world you're actually going forwards to yourself, but to everyone else, you're going backwards. Mm. And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just a lot my, to, to digest. Yeah, this I remember film. What I was saying to my mum. Actually, it is. I was like, I was like, um, mm. uh, she said to me, "Oh, how did you find Tenet? And I was like, "So you know, Inception, like, 
it has you know I've I've loved Inception so I can follow it yeah, know, same. pretty much straightforward. Um, but now lot, I can uh, after a yeah. few viewings. Yeah, I can but a lot of people it, yeah. do find struggle in first viewing that it's just a bit of a mind fuck. Sort of oh, thing. I struggle on the first three or four. If viewings. you think Inception's a mind fuck, then <laughs> yes, this is this is. Oh, this is like going back to the 70s and taking every single <laughs> drug ever and then watching yes. Inception on drugs. Yes, yes. I for the first time. For the first time, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is, it really makes Inception look like the plot to, I don't know, a, a Teletubbies episode or something because it's yeah. so incredibly simplistic compared to the Tenet is very, the thing with Tenet, it's the world building that I think makes it complicated. It's the mm. setup of the environment that I think is what makes it so complicated. Yeah. And I'm not saying anything bad about that environment. It's an interesting one to, to, to be part of. But because it sets it up in such a complicated way with all these different ins and outs and specifics, it makes it so... I think it would make it difficult for anyone to follow, if I'm honest. Yeah. And in the first act, like I was saying, the first act is quite good. And I think it's fairly easy to follow in the first act it's kind of first, the first it's just act, time manipulation it's time manipulation yeah. it, it starts off with a, as your favourite with a cold open yeah, it just starts like um, kind of like Dunkirk where it just starts there's, there's no setup or anything it just no. you're just you're just plunging into the events of this world yeah, yeah. Um, which is great because I think that's what he's taking that's what's funny with Christopher Nolan he he, he takes aspects of, of, of his previous work and expands on them. Yes, he does, so like yeah, with yeah. Dunkirk, he did starts off with the cold open, mm. but this one is literally just diving in with no concept at all. Oh, no, exactly. Dun Dunkirk, even like the pacing of the opening is slower. Like, yeah. it, it slowly sets up what environment you're going to be in for the rest of the film. Yeah. This just like that, and you are in it yeah. already, and you don't, even, you don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. And also... Mm. No, 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 that was spoil it. Sorry. No. no? Okay, fair no, enough. No, I will spoil no it. No? Okay, no problem. Um, no problem. Um, yeah, we'll make this a fairly spoiler-free review, I think. Yeah, cause this film needs to be This watched. film's still out. It's still out. It isn't doing it, too well financially, it, unfortunately. Guys, it needs money. You yeah. Need to watch, like, I need to watch it again, personally. Um, yes, yeah. Because mm, I think my review would be a bit more positive. I'm going to say positive. Mm. But also, I want a different viewing experience as well. Uh, you know, just like you, because you said the second time you fo you focus mm. more on the plot. I did focus more on the plot, yeah. yeah. And it was a lot. Therefore, it was far um, easier to sort of invest myself in the world it creates, which, yeah. like I said, was fairly hard to the first. Yeah. Time. Because the like I said, the first act's quite good. The second act is terrible. I think I do not like the second act of the film. I, it's the the the, the car chase. It's, it's the most important part of the film, I think, plot wise. Mm. But it just I was completely switched I know exactly off. What you're, I was entirely I know exactly off. what you mean. Uh, I think for me that I found most disappointing about the film was I missed the aspect of spectacle. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. Hoyt, oh, it's there. Hoyt's Van Voitman's cinematography is gorgeous. Yeah. It's, there are there are big, wide, you know, I love the whole, um, the uh, in the beginning of the film, you see the, uh, they're in Denmark and you see the, um, what's it called, the electric, uh, wind, the windmill farms. Yeah, like yeah, 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 but why are they doing it? What's the purpose yeah. behind it? For example, there's one shot where uh, the camera pans around Robert Pattinson's character, John David Washington, and uh, 
is Mesh Patel's character. Oh, oh you yes. know, and it's it pan, it's a 360 pan for like a few minutes. And I can see why he would do it, maybe, especially since it was three people, you know, obviously, because mm. it's, um, it's not a typical shot reverse shot situation. But having it spin like that, I was like, like, what, what, what's this? This is just a normal conversation. It's not really, I don't think mm. it's necessarily building any kind of tension. Or it, anything. Was, it was, a, it was, it uh, was, the characters like plotting of a, of a certain scene that's going to happen in the future, wasn't it? Yeah, but the way that... Yeah, exactly. It is, it is. And the but, way... Or in the past. In the past. Oh, yeah. But it's just like how... The way they're delivering their lines is relatively mundane in that scene. So I thought, is this mm. meant to distill a sense of... Is it, is it dramatic? Is it tense? I didn't get that yeah. from it. And I was like, why are you doing this other than to give the shot a bit of look, a bit yeah. of flavour? And I felt that... Even you said it at one point. Uh, there's a, an establishing shot in... Um, where is it they go? In... Uh, where Kenneth Branagh's character Oh, it's in the third act, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. second act, second act. Oh, it's the second act? Yeah. Um, I can't remember where it is. It's a beautiful location, but they were. there was a I, nice establishing shot of like a pillar like a, of, of, on, a, on like a cliff. Oh, yes, of yes. course. Yeah, um, I, I think it was uh, It was shot... Because um, I remember you... Um, Italy, yes. It was yeah, Italy. it's in Italy, that's right. It was in Italy because it literally it, just yeah. cuts to Italy uh, and it's got these beautiful white cliffs and it's a conversation, it it's a conversation between... Um, John David Washington and uh, Elizabeth Becky. Yes, yes, it's literally there for like two, like sixty seconds of a conversation mm -hmm, of a nice, yeah. beautiful pan, oh, not pan of a wide of you know you could use a, uh, you know you've got the sea mm. and then you've got the, the ancient uh, ruins yes, of Italy of course, and stuff. Yes, yes. But then I was like, but to what end is this? Yeah, shot? I mean, what 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 did it convey other than the location? See, I yeah. I one thing I love about Nolan is he's very good. His establishing shots are interesting. Mm. He is great at establishing a location, what mood it's gonna, what mood the scene's gonna be in. Like mm. when any any shot in Gotham City in the Dark Knight trilogy gives you a sense of what kind of mood yeah. the scene's gonna be in. Like seeing the Wayne Tech building, yeah, uh, just before that scene with Christian Bale asleep in mm. the in the boardroom of the of um, Wayne Enterprises. You know that yeah. shot is it's a very basic cityscape shot, and yet. It feels businessy. It feels like the kind of thing you'd see in a promotional video for a business, but it mm. feels like it's intentional because it's getting you to feel what the environment in Wayne Tech is like. Yeah. And this shot, and he's great at doing that in a lot of films, but in this one, I just felt it's just to show the location, and that's it. Name it and pull the trigger. You're shooting the bullet. You're catching it. Oh. I've seen too much. Well, we'll try and keep up. Would you, mm. would you say that? So, so I would say the first time I watched it, I was more looking for spectacle. Now I know what to expect. Dan, on my second viewing, what should I look, look out for? I would say for your second viewing, keep an eye on the, keep an eye on the on the specifics, mate. Just keep really pay attention to everything blink and you miss and that's a real problem because there is a lot there are a lot of things that if you don't listen to you will not for example uh towards the end there is a big um sort of um there's a big moment with aaron taylor johnson's character it's oh, not yeah. a spoiler that he's in it got about that but yes aaron taylor johnson's in yeah. the movie now there's a big sort of moment for him I don't want to say what it is. It's a big scene. You'll know what I mean when you watch it. It mm. begins the third act, essentially. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now, 
I was not listening to that scene in the first viewing. And because I wasn't listening, I had really no idea what was going on in the climax. I had no idea. And therefore, the climax had zero impact on me. Mm. Second time, I listened to every word he said. Made the climax make sense, and therefore the climax was amazing. It, I had so much fun watching the start mm. the final scene again. It's one of the best sort of action scenes that I've, I've seen in a, in a Nolan film. So seriously, just just if you listen as hard as you can, you will honestly and listen to all the. I know, I know, it's, and it's a Nolan film, yeah. so you will find. Trust me, the second act is still confusing as hell. A lot of it still is, but mm. especially during the third act, just keep an eye on what the characters are doing. Keep an eye on what their interactions are and why they're doing what they're doing and why they question it and then you'll definitely yeah. have a much better viewing experience okay. absolutely I'll keep that also in mind. make sure you find a, a cinema with a better sound system damn right because that is the worst thing and, and <laughs> in a Nolan film because sound is such a big part of it yeah even though the sound is generally not mixed very well in this film it's not just the no sound that is what cinema. I was saying yeah. before that a lot of people have said that and it is true mm-hmm. that the sound mixing is not great um, because everything is, it, everything is the sound team different this time uh, oh, I don't know. Um, no. I really don't know. I think it's pretty much a, a, a mo- mostly everyone's a different team. I think it's a different team. Yeah, this time, you can yeah. really you can really tell this is a whole different ball game in terms of mm. the other Christopher Nolan films. Absolutely, um, yeah, But we'll just see what he has to do next. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm I think we should wrap up this review because it's getting a bit long now. So we can do our yeah. Uh, we do want to do yeah. our favorite bit. Um, the, 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 the part of our show that makes I'm, us think we have a format considering it, I've only watched it once and I want to watch it again because it, it seems to be like a film that you need to watch it again most people say I, it's better upon the second view I'm not going to give it a rating as of yet I don't know about you I'll give it a rating because I know what I think it's cool. a I would give it a 7 out of 10 7 out of 10 yeah but that's upon my second view yeah and not gonna lie we do sound like we've been talking about the bad stuff the most i do feel like that way as well but just um, so you know that for me at least there like i said second viewing there is a lot to appreciate with this film there really is there's a lot yeah we have got some fun in store for you now <sighs> now we're going to do the part of our program that's you know it's the thing that kind of you know makes us think we have some sort of format and some sort of formula you know because <laughs> you know we, we you know because we you know we, we we like to think that. Yes. Uh, who's <laughs> who's going to do... Who, la, la, la. I haven't done it for a while. You, you did it last time. I Yes, I did it last time. So, Dan. Up goes the echo. Up goes the echo. I'm very excited for this. <laughs> what? So, Daniel. Daniel Freed Loss. <laughs> Freed Loss. At the 2325 Filmcast, we have a little game. We do, generally. This game has a name. It does. Not an official name, but we don't, we don't want to give it an official name. But one day we'll go to the office with it. You know, trademark. One day we'll get an office. Yes, one day we'll have an office. What? <laughs> Put this game on my office table right now. <laughs> what is the title of this game? The title of this game is... Now, give me a second to get into it. <clears throat> five minutes movie pitching where we have to pitch a movie in five minutes just based on the title we made. Oh. Lovely. <laughs> I'm going to put the echo down now. There we go, because we're going to go away for five minutes and think of a film that we one day will make, but most likely Most won't. likely not. So no, exactly. Anybody, so if anybody, uh, if you've managed to stay with us up to episode four, or still are starting off at episode four, me and Dan, we basically give each other movie titles that mm-hmm. don't exist, give each other five minutes to basically come up with a movie. Based Char- around that title. Based around that title. Mm-hmm. Characters, uh, plot, setting. Yeah, that's right. Setting. Characters, actors who play those characters, and a, and a scene that happens, and a scene that happens, and we can come up with directors and companies that make the film as well. Yeah, 
if yeah, we anything don't, we want. And anything, if we don't do that, then fuck it, who cares? And when we, uh, you know, if, if we have someone to come on the podcast with us eventually, we'll definitely make them play it as well. Absolutely. And they will love it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so we're going to do a transition away from this thing and we're going to do another thing on with the films, things, and come back with another thing. So go. if you got that, see you later, guys. Two hours later. Get lost, Squidward. Okay. All right, guys. We've had five minutes to exchange our... Well, write down our ideas. Yes, we have. Do you want to exchange our movie titles we have given to each other? Yes, I do. What did I give you, Daniel? There it is. Uh, the title you have given me is... <laughs> this might be the fucking most ridiculous title you've given me so far. Mm-hmm. It is... Oh, Echo. Nice. Ding, dang, dong, take away. Ding dang dong takeaway. <laughs> can I confirm? That? Can I confirm that, please? Ding dang dong takeaway. So, and the yeah. uh, acronyms for uh, for the title? The acronyms. Yes. The D D D T D D D T D D D D T. Yes. It is a very ridiculous title, and I think I've come up with the stupid. This is the stupidest idea I've come up with so far. All right. Well, I've come. This mighty one is dry as fuck, so I reckon you're gonna win. What's your title? You gave me Proto Beta. Proto Beta. What the fuck is that? Proto Beta. You fucked me again. I have to, I have to, I have to wait till you. I have to wait till you say. <sighs> so well, I think you fine. can start. Yes, I'll start because I'm. This is such a, such a dry idea. Oh, I don't think it will be. So, um, Proto Beta. <laughs> I had to Google what fucking the two words even mean, um, mm. just in case. So proto is basically uh, another way of saying original. Mm. So like prototype and stuff. And then you've got beta, and I've gone with, not with the Greek version of beta, but I've gone with the gaming version of beta, which means it's testing during development, basically. So it's like, if a game comes out, have a beta, which the audience, you know, gamers can just try the game out, see what they've got. That's typically the word I associate, that's typically the version of beta I associate the word with now. Oh, there you go. So it's because there's a whole Greek mythology behind it, but I don't know. Of course, yeah. So uh, my three characters are... Mother, son, CEO, and designer. Great. <laughs> yeah, so CEO and designer are the same person. So the mother is played by Zazie Beats. Oh, nice. I like Zazie Beats. Uh, the son is going to be an unknown because I don't know. Any, I don't know any kid actors. Get a kid. Yep. Um, and the CEO and designer is, and I'm bringing him into the mainstream, <gasps> is Timothy Oliphant. Oh. Bloody hell. <laughs> what? He's playing the CEO and designer of... What's he <clears> done <throat> since Hitman? Well, he's going to do this. <laughs> he's going to do Proto Beta. Um, um, he was in I Am Number 4, I think. Yeah, and he did that. And he was Hitman for, for a while. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. In um, 2007. <laughs> yeah. The German action film. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, um, so Tim- Timothy Oliphant is the CEO and designer of... of the four four walls, so four walls corporation. Oh, a good name for a company. Four walls corporation, Ooh, and like it's basically name. it's about um, oh, the Zazie Beats and her son undergo the beta for a VR system that is uh, that can basically change uh, that changes the look and the feel of your home. So kind of like you know Ready Player One, where you kind of like you know you're in a virtual game world, but this time you're in like in a set house mm. that you can virtually change the appearance of your house. Right. Okay. But it's, go- it's empty though. 
He sends it, yes, but right, you can okay. change it. Yeah, the, cool. The yeah. idea, the reason why is because the um, Four Walls Corporation want to help. Uh, so, so Zazie Beats and the, and the son, they're like, they're poor. The kid gets bullied and stuff like that. And they come from poor backgrounds and stuff. They don't really mm. have a lot. They want to basically improve their mental health and well-being by um, encouraging them to improve their lifestyle. I sorry, I'm, I still can't get over Four Walls is a great name for a company. Four Walls Corporation. That's a really and that's good why name. It's going to be like the revenge exactly, reality, exactly. The I think that's a great, a great idea um, actually. And basically, yeah, that's so it's supposed to be like a mental health exercise. Um, so like, it's well, like, like, that, like that thing from uh, Marvel was it Bath or the hell it is? Except, <laughs> yeah. except without the whole parents thing. It's oh, a oh, Houseburg. Oh shit, that's yeah. Uh, let's not talk about that because this is. Well, no, no, this is completely no. This is that's, this that was to do with his uh, recreating like people from DNA memories, yeah, and yeah, memories. Yeah. This is about the, okay, the cool. actual living space. Yeah, so, no, that's different. But so, it's like yeah. yeah. So basically, like they have like they, in the room they will have like the like basic furniture and stuff, but they put on this VR system. I don't know how, probably a headset or or like uh, contact lenses or something that will change the appearance of it. I was gonna say, I imagine it's more, it's <clears> less <throat> invasive than. Uh, I do apologize. It's very late at the moment, guys. Right. I'm very sorry. It's three but in I the mean, morning. It's three in the morning. But um, I'm imagining like more Black Mirror-esque. Kind of, yeah. As in like the two little VR pods that you just attach to the temples. Oh, not not I as inv- yeah, yeah. Not as invasive as a, as a VR headset. That's just what I imagine. I don't yeah. know about you. But it's going to be very minimalistic because it's going to be a nightmare if they're going to be living like this. Um, so yeah, it's a mental exercise to encourage them or encourage Zazie Beats to improve our lifestyle to see, look what you can actually get, have if, you know... And they live there, do they? And they live... Well, they live there for... A, it's a test. It's a beta. So they're going to live there for like a month, two months. And okay. see, like, this is the this is the lifestyle you could have if you improved your life sort of thing. Okay. It's kind of like a kind of morale thing. But unfortunately, that doesn't work because it will just mentally fuck you over. Yeah. Um, and a moment... And I haven't really thought this through, really. But a moment uh, is when the first time that the, uh, the they put the VR system on... Uh, the kid, uh, they, they they dream up that it's going to be the seven star the seven star hotel in Dubai. Mm, mm. Um, so that's what the home looks like, and they can feel it, and it's basically the same as that. Right, and okay. the, the kid has never seen a bathtub before, and he thinks it's an actual boat. So what he does, he actually tries to pick it up and he dismantles the boat okay. and tries to take it outside of the um, of the of the of the virtual reality home to right. take it to the sea. Oh, okay, and he okay. he pulls he pulls. The, the bath out thinking it's this boat looking thing but he then he just he comes out and it's a bit like you know captain america when he comes out of that set and he comes out into that into that contaminant and uh, he comes out of the containment yeah yeah and it's kind of sudden that sudden realization because you need to be in the space for the vr to work right okay right and he comes out and it's all normal and he's just carrying this and he's pulling this really shitty bath thing and he wants to just go and and you know use it as a boat sort of thing as a pirate mm, ship and he just poignant. yeah uh it's not funny at all this film but that's the idea no 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 um, no exactly that, that doesn't sound that sounds yeah, yeah no i like it um, sounds like a, it sounds like a really good episode of black mirror yeah it's it's, it's, it it's, it's more of a, it's going to be more of a tragedy or kind of like you know imagine more of white walls and very kind of apple based kind of like you know how apple environments are very yes blank and kind of thing i'm imagining that sort yeah of thing. definitely with, yeah definitely with that and yeah. then the richness will come from the vr so every detail you know, years ago apple was saying in the 80s that you know we won't we won't be making a dystopian <laughs> society we won't exactly. be making a, a colorless cold 1984 type environment yeah look at all their shots now they all wear <laughs> yeah, the same yeah, uniforms yeah. they're all blue they're all white it's all the same yeah that that's the kind of environment i'm yeah. envisioning for and, and who's I'm, the director 
Do you have a director? I don't have a director actually. That's how that's how you know that's how much the title stumped me. So uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's not a very. It's a bit of a lackluster session. But I don't know. Um, I have an idea who the director was. I don't. I keep going for sci-fi for some reason. Sci-fi seems to be my safe spot. I can imagine the director of your film being Gore Verbinski. Wow. Because I think. Have you ever seen a Cure for Wellness? No. Oh no! Yes, I have seen With, that. With yeah. uh, Dane DeHaan. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's that kind of setting. I imagine him being able to bring like this green, kind of like green mm, um, mm. mental asylum. I imagine him being able to bring this kind of environment to life. Interesting. And, and frankly, I would like to see Babinski do a full-on sci-fi film, which yeah, I don't yeah. Think he's done yet. It usually he usually does something either based in the real world or like a fantasy, fantasy past sort of thing, yeah, like pirates, pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah, and uh, and Rango. I don't like Rango. I know you don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, but that's that's basically my idea. I, I like your, Proto your, Beta. Your title really stumped me this week. So. Oh, well, your title stumped me too, but I think I've come up with something. What did I give you again? You gave me Ding Dang Dong Takeaway. Ooh. DDD. Sounds tasty. Now, this completely relies on you having seen. Now, have you seen the film Freddy Got Fingered, or are you aware <laughs> of it? Oh, my God. Are you aware of the film Freddy Got Fingered? Yes. Well, oh, no. so, the film follows tom green who is the star of freddy got fingered in real life so this is him this is tom green playing himself he's the star of freddy got fingered he's playing he he wrote produced directed that film he is playing himself in this film and basically he runs a takeaway business now obviously it's probably called ding dang dong Mm -hmm. there's a reason it's called ding dang dong it's because there's a a scene in freddy got fingered where he stands up on a conveyor belt with a big sausage in front of his (laughs) area and just goes ding dong ding dong to like loads of like women or something i don't know what happens and then have you not seen that actually no it's a deleted scene from the film actually so you wouldn't have seen it but either way he actually does do that and the takeaway he sets up sells ding dong shaped food basically it's every type of food you can think of but it's all oh is it kind of like in super bad but he goes yeah what's, yeah, the, what's yeah. the best type of food mm. every every single food yeah. every every dick shaped food is the best type of food like hot dog lollipops yes. uh yes. ice lollies and yeah yeah but that, and that's what he does but, but but actually no but he actually takes as well as that he also takes food that you can shape yourself like chicken and just makes them willy shaped basically and he sells <laughs> them to the public and now and and that, that's his job so dean dang dong takeaway is that now, the reason he opened this takeaway is because he decided he wants the legacy of Freddy Got Finger to continue. He, he watched it recently and decides, do you know what? He becomes obsessed with it and decides he wants to like bring himself back into the limelight. So he right. decides to create a takeaway that you that you sell willy food at. Obviously, I can't believe that we've, we've brought fin- uh, Freddy Got Finger to light. Cause I know, I've never I know. seen it. I've seen the Nostalgia Critic <laughs> review. And I, I, I swore enough. Yeah, you have seen more than enough with that have movie. you seen the full film yeah i've seen the full film wow my brother has it on dvd if you can actually Paid believe it money he actually owns it i know it's fucked up beyond all recognition God. the thing is it's one of those films i do kind of enjoy just because it's fascinatingly <laughs> bad but um basically he opens this takeaway up and he forces the rest of the cast of freddie got fingered to work for him and they all come back and he pretends that they're doing a freddie got fingered sequel so he's like oh hey everybody we're doing a sequel to this film we're bringing everybody back what year is this and then uh, this is set it's present day because it's like when did Freddy got fingers 2001 <laughs> it's like a reunion kind of thing you know what Ooh. Bill and Ted are doing yeah. and um, basically he comes them he brings them in but then actually oh, all he's doing is getting them to be employed at the takeaway place 
and he forces them to work there. They don't want to work there, but he like threatens to ruin their careers if he does. He has that power for some reason. Uh-huh. And okay, so that's the setting of the film. It's Ding Dong Dang take away the place. The main character though is it's not really Tom Green. It's actually Alan Tudyk playing himself. <laughs> he is actually obsessed with the film. He's obsessed with Fre- he's playing himself and he's obsessed with Freddie Bob doing it and decides that and he does a vlog. He does a, the FGF vlog. Which is the Freddy Got Fingered vlog, and he <laughs> creates the vlog, and it, the film opens with him doing a vlog, doing a vlog, talking about a masterpiece of a film that he loves, and he's right. describing it in a really artistic way, like he's describing it like the most artistic thing you can think of, like a Martin Scorsese film with all the in-depth characters and then story and, and uh, visuals and stuff. And actually, he holds up Freddy Got Fingered. Like, like, he wants yeah. it to be like Oscar-worthy type of exactly, thing. Okay, and he right. thoroughly, thoroughly, <clears throat> thoroughly believes it, and. Yeah, he's sort of the central character, and he ends up he 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 wants to meet Tom Green. He's desperate. He he sees him as like a god for some reason. I know Tom Green, one name, and then decides, oh, I'm gonna go and um, you know, I'm gonna try and find Tom Green at some point. So the scene I've come up with, because literally the characters, by the way, are just Alan Tudyk playing himself, and also the rest of the cast of Freddy Got Finger. That's it. So there's not much <laughs> character to say in terms of the scene. I'll talk about the opening scene. Because like I said, he opens the scene. He decides, oh, I'm go- you know, he's doing a vlog. He's talking about how he's you know, envisioning this film. He's, he's, he's idolizing this film as one of the greatest films of all time. Mm. Is, the, is it the poster? Yep. So- <laughs> I've, put, I've just forgotten the, I've forgotten the stats for this film. So, What do you mean? Like the um, how much money it made? Yeah. Stuff? How much money did it cost and how much did it make? $14 million budget. Fourteen million point three million box office. So technically, it was a success. <laughs> <laughs> um, and anyway, so basically, Alan Tudyk. After doing the vlog, you see Alan Tudyk's got quite a lonely life. So he literally finishes Aww, the like vlog. So he finishes the vlog, and he's like, "He's like, thank you guys. I'll see you later." And he presses the button, and he just sits back. He just sits there. He's surrounded by Freddie Got Fingered merchandise, <laughs> obviously. So he's got like a Tom Green pop vinyl, and then things like that, <laughs> and loads of like Freddie Got Fingered stuff. Uh, a big poster of uh, of characters from the film, and then he goes out and his dreams of meeting him. He then comes across Ding Dang Dong, yeah, Ding Dang Dong takeaway. He goes in and he says, "Oh, oh my God, you're Tom Green." He go and, and then Tom Green's like, "Yeah, who are you?" <laughs> of course, Alan Tudyk. In this world, he's a has been, so of course yeah. he's 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 like he, he doesn't care. He's met his idol. He's met the person that who inspired him to do acting and stuff. Uh, so he goes in, and then he sees that all his family members, have been, all the cast members of Freddy Got Fingered have been enslaved by Tom Green. <laughs> <laughs> and decides... And, and, and you think, oh, Alan Tudyk's going to save them. You think He's going to think, oh, no, Tom Green's actually a nutter. I don't want to be involved with him. I'm going to save the people who... I'm going to save Rip Torn and all the cast members from the first movie. Sorry, um, and Rip, Rip Torn is not with us anymore. We're assuming that, the, that this is before. Oh, uh, okay, the, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, still, it's his character, <laughs> I mean. Just about to say, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's just his character. Um, and basically, um, he, he, he... Where was I going with that? I've completely forgot. Okay, that's right. Yeah. So you think, oh, Tom Green's a nutter. I don't want to be involved with him. I'm going to save the cast members. I'm going to save Rip Torn's character and all those characters mm. and get them out. But actually, Alan Tudyk's like, oh, I'm going to say, I'm going to join Tom Green. I'm going to, I'm going to, he's like, can I be part of your takeaway? And then like, oh, oh. he's like, I don't know. Are you, are you worthy or something? And then he like does some sort of initiation <laughs> ceremony with him in the basement. 
and gets him to like <laughs> making it up as I go along now. And he's basically he gets him to make a bit of he gets him to make some food. He gets him to make a willy shaped food, and he has to make it look as real as possible. So he gets him to like he gets some dough in a bowl. <laughs> now form a dog with that. Make a dog, and if you make a good enough dog, I'll know that you're. <laughs> it's really late, so I'm fucking exhausted. And he's like, "Oh, if you make a worthy dog, I'll let you be part of my team." And he's like, and "He makes the best dog. <laughs> he makes the best dog that Tom Green's ever seen." And he, and Tom Green just goes, "Ding dong." Which means yes yeah. in, in his language. He says that throughout the whole film, and then they all they just enslave the people who are still working for them, and they enslave more people, and then eventually it just, just more people. Tom Green and Alan Tudyk just torturing all these people, they're like they're sending them to the basement and like throwing willy shaped food at them, and like like bashing them with like willy shaped. <laughs> Metal thing. I'm just imagining just people just and... getting dick slapped the whole way, just going. Yeah. Just... <laughs> and then, oh. that, and then the climax of the film is the, the the one of the cast members from Freddy Got Figured decides I've had enough, so he goes, <laughs> "I haven't written any of this down. I'm coming up with this now." And then she decides, "Oh, okay, that we're going to break out." So in the dead of night, Tom Green and Alan Tudyk they sleep in the takeaway place, obviously. So they're both asleep, you know, like on the thing, and they're like. And they're going to try and sneak out. But then Alan Tudyk decides, oh, I'm, you know, but then he's like, oh, you think you're going. And then he's like, he's like we're going. We're not doing this anymore. And then they, he punches Alan Tudyk in the face and he, he, he gets knocked out. And then they escape. And that's, that's the end. Wow. That's the end of the film. I mean, it's it was supposed it. to be just a scene, but that's a full Sorry, that was the whole that plot was the, synopsis. Yeah, that... I think we're going to say Proto Beta 1, that. No. no. no absolutely. No. That was... Te- no, I, 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 that, that was ridiculous. I think that, that, that's no, wrong. I'm saying that because detail is just beautiful. No, no, no. Proto Beta. No, 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 no. Proto Beta won that one. No. Is it going to be a draw this week? We're going to have to. Yeah. I'm going to find a sa- I'm gonna have to find a sound effect for a draw. Yeah. Oh, uh, ooh. You know at the Oscars, whenever there's like, you know, uh, there's a tie, you know, everyone's like, Ooh. I might just get a draw, a, a, a pencil, just drawing. It's a draw. Oh no, D- Toy Story. Get um, Woody going. Draw. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, there I'll you use, go. I'll use that. I'll put it in now. Draw. Oh, got me again. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, got me again. Uh, um, I want to watch Toy Story now. You said why? I really want to watch watch all four of them. You want to watch just the first three, I take it. No, I watched the fourth one as well. Okay. And all the Toy Story tunes. I love the Toy Story tunes. Do too. My favorite small fry. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, the McDonald's one. Yes, because it just makes me think of this cheap McDonald's. uh, They are cheap, aren't they? And yet, some of them we all liked them. We all like taking them home. Yeah. Nowadays, they don't do it. Now they want to conserve plastic, so they just sell books and stuff oh, no. now, uh, we all know kids love to read books yeah. so it's a great thing McDonald's my favourite ones were not from McDonald's they were the um, light little mini lightsabers from episode 3 um, that you get in the hell yeah that you used to get in the um, cereal boxes oh the little mazes in them yes oh but, little ball mazes but nobody yeah. used them as mazes in school we used to stab each other you, all the time know, with it <laughs> <laughs> with tiny little eyes I got every single one except Darth Vader's he was the only one I couldn't get I hold got, of I got everyone except 
I had like four uh, Anakin, Anakin Skywalker. I, I had Anakin. four of him, so you should have asked oh, me. Oh, we should have just traded. Yeah, yeah. oh no. no, it's a shame we didn't know each other when we were four. What, what year was it? 2005. So 2005. it would have been nine. Nine, when the film came out. Oh god, nine. Yeah, it was right, it was frosty cereal. There's never yeah. Tony the Tiger going... going stabbing people with this pathetic piece of plastic. And then teachers yes. used to come over and ban them. Oh, they banned them from our school, yeah. No one was allowed to bring them in anymore. So people started bringing in Pokemon magnets instead. Those got banned as well. Oh. And then people got banned. Then they started bringing those Pokemon tags. Those were banned too. And yeah, our school had a lot of bads. I, I think mine was a uh, penalty shootout cards. I was not. I'm not even a big football fan, but you know. So no, you I, I remember get the sparkling then, ones and the glistening ones. Ooh, ooh Rooney is all glistening. <laughs> <laughs> I Rooney. I don't know. We're talking about football. That's a sign. Oh no, it's a sign that it's late. It's, and that it's, it's uh, an hour and thirty-seven minutes. Oh, I'm cutting this right now. <laughs> I'm sure Somehow. you. I'm sure I'll you will. Them. I'm sure you will. Um, um, well, that was another episode. I'm so glad we've done one because it's been weeks since we've done one. It has one. been weeks. Has, we and we weeks. weren't even going to do a podcast today. We were just going to review Tenet and uh, the other film we've seen, which yeah. we'll say what it is now. It's The New Mutants. Yes. That film, that 2017 film that was meant to come out in 2018, but then decided it was coming out in 2019 and then actually came out in 2020. But good enough, I can actually remember The New Mutants to review it enough. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, should we just say what we thought of it really quickly? Just what we briefly thought of The New Mutants? No, let's leave it to no, the, no, no, no. Let's leave no. it to the review. Okay, <laughs> no, let's leave it to the review. Um, so I think that was a f- that was episode five, wasn't it? Nope, episode four technically. It was episode four. You can upload this. <laughs> that's then. that's how long it has been. But guys, mm-hmm, uh, thank mm-hmm. you very much for listening. If you're still with us, uh, yes, yeah. If you're up at three a.m. listening to us, like we are. Then we look like, we look like shit right now. We are really look like shit. I am going straight home after this. I'm plopping, plopping myself. Same. Plopping into bed. That's a weird way. Yeah. Getting into bed because I am very exhausted. Today's been a good ex- good day, but exhausting day. So we'll be back onto this. We're going to get more regular with these definitely now that my dissertation's finished and your training thing. Your training training's finished. done. It's just uh, but you it's, know, it's just surviving lockdown now, which is the surviving lockdown. Well, yeah, because we're supposedly meant to be going back into the lockdown. Yeah, I think we um, will yeah, guys, uh, yeah. stay. Whoever's listening, please stay safe. We're, there's talks about this going into a second wave. I think I remember saying on the mm. first ever episode, so oh, we're going to be going to a second wave, and uh, kind of not. We are, but we not. I don't know. It's parts of the UK are. Yeah, but right just, now where we are, we're we're fairly mm, safe where we are. Yeah. But we're still it's still not good. So be yeah. be very careful, guys. But wherever Don't, you are. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm actually I want to say thank you to everybody who's actually listening from abroad uh, from yeah, the UK because yeah. we're getting a lot of people from uh, Indiana and Amer- uh, in America. Ohio. So we've got Ohio, Indiana, yeah. uh, Michi- Michigan, Washington. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you to everybody in uh, Vietnam. We've got some listeners in Vietnam as well. Oh, uh, really? We got yeah. Uh, we have uh, listeners in Australia, Belgium, and we also have listeners in Ireland. Australia, the home of Blackwater Abyss. Yes. Oh. Of course, that's the only thing I know from there. <laughs> if, you're, if you're the only one who's listening from Australia, we thank you very much. Yes, thank you very, very much. <laughs> thank you to everybody listening to us, yeah. frankly, very much. Frankly, no matter where you're from, I'm really happy that you're yeah. listening. Cause it's just great to have so many people just suffering with us. <laughs> the bollocks that we talk so thank you very much guys Absolutely. thank we you hope to see you on the next episode yes please follow us on social media i think you heard from before 23 25 pictures on facebook instagram and you can listen to us on spotify anchor apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, apple. and yeah, many more but google yeah. Podcasts if you use it anyway. yeah <laughs> the, the four of you that do you know um, <laughs> um my name is Riaz ali i'm saying goodbye goodbye my name is daniel Friedloss, aka daniel gibbons and i'm saying goodbye have a good